This is the Ignition Show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to our podcast. My name is Chris Jansen, host of the Ignition Show, and our aim is to bring you a regular dose of ideas, insights and inspiration you can actually use in the pursuit of your full potential and ignite the flame within you to live your best and full life. In addition to bringing you in-depth conversations with amazing guests, every other week, I'm going to sit down in front of the microphone and share with you some of the most important lessons and nuggets of wisdom I've encountered from training more than 10,000 people over the last decade, and also from the thousands of hours of intimate one-on-one conversations I've had with my coaching clients. So grab a pen or simply sit back and take in today's message. Let it sink in and ask yourself, how does this show up in my life? How can I apply the points that resonate with me to my life today? And what would happen if I did? All right, let's go. Let's dive in. Let's move over to the coach's corner. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that on some level, you have some level of ambition for living a full life, to take uh, your life to the next level, and to have some sort of extraordinary existence for your time that you've got here. And if you're ambitious, we've got to always remember that sometimes ambition can be messy. It's not always clear. It can be a bit chaotic at times as you're trying to change and evolve and grow in some way. And as that is something that you want to bring into this year, today I want to talk to you about the importance of keeping things in perspective and the power of managing your own perspective at times. And what it makes me reflect back on is, you know, are the different stages of life that we go through. And sometimes it's very easy to lose perspective on what's happening in the moment because we forget to see it from a different perspective different angle or a different vantage point. You know, as toddlers, I'm often taught, my wife and I are often taught the lesson uh, with our seven-month-year-old, seven-month now, is that, uh, you know, there are times when if we go slightly out of his uh, sight line, we could be in the same room, but slightly out of his sight line, he can have a little minor freak out. It's like the world is coming to an end or it's really, really unnerving for him if he can't see us directly. Then we pop our heads back around the corner or around the cabinet or around the box so he can see us. And suddenly, everything is returned to goodness again. He can laugh. He can giggle. He is just a happy little camper. And then let's take a toddler, for example. You know, a toddler, they start to really have some freakouts if their toy disappears or someone takes their toy. And in that moment, it seems like the most important thing to that toddler in the entire planet in his entire, his or her entire existence is getting the toy back, right? We've seen the temper tantrums. We've seen the cries. We've seen the screams and the yells when someone takes their toy. And we feel like it's the biggest thing. And the, and the kid with the toy might look back at my seventh-year-old, seven-month-old and say, you're worried about your parents being slightly out of view. Wait till you have to deal with the toy. Right, and then we grow up a little bit more. And as a kid, we get into school. And one of the biggest things we want to do is to fit in and to get friends and be in the right group of friends. And if we're excluded from a group, that can be like the worst thing ever. It can be like our world is falling apart. And we look back at the, the toddler worried about the toys and say, kid, if you think you're worried about the toys now, wait till you've got to find friends that you get along with and you fit in. And then we grow up a little bit more and become a teenager. And one morning we wake up as a teenager and we've got a giant zit in the middle of our forehead. And it is the most embarrassing thing all time. You know everyone is not can't even look you in the eye. They're looking you at that third eye that's growing between your eyes and your forehead. Your social life is ruined. Nobody's going to want to go on a date with you. And 
we feel like our entire world is wrapped up in that pimple. And we look back at us as a kid, and the little kids are worried about fitting and say, don't worry about fitting in. Don't worry about finding friends. You're not going to have any friends if you've got this thing in the middle of your forehead. Now you grow up a little bit more. We maybe go off to college or university, and we got exams. And we are stressed out about exam and exam week. All that studying, all the, you know, the future that is, is relying or, or depending on how we do on this one test. And we stay up all night and we stress about it. We got anxiety and, and we're so, so worried about that. And we think, geez, if I could only go back to those days of the pimples. Forget these exams. These exams are killing me. I just want those pimples. And kid, if you got pimples right now, don't even worry about that. Because this is the worst thing ever. And then we grow up a little bit more. We get through school and we maybe get our first job and we get into work. And we got deadlines to deal with. And deadlines are freaking us out. We're working long hours and crazy hours. And we look back and say, wow, if I could just be back in school again. You know, no pressure. Sure, we got some exams, but, but they weren't that bad after all. And kid, if, if you're in, in school stressing out exams, wait till you get a boss and you've got deadlines every week. You know, they maybe get a little bit more, more advanced in our career. And now we've got, you know, maybe it's our mortgage payments. Maybe it's our marriage that we're, we're stressing about, about or maybe it's our, our, now our kids, maybe our toddlers that are freaking out about their toys, those stresses at home. And whatever the stress is now, isn't it true they may look back earlier and say, wow, those deadlines were nothing. Now we've got this bigger problem to deal with. And kid... If you're worried about those deadlines, just wait till you get to this stage. Wait till you got these mortgage payments coming out and your kids are wanting to go off and travel. You got to pay for their university, etc. And the point is that isn't it true that we often look back on previous ages and stages of our life and we look back and say, wow, that wasn't so bad after all. Yet at the time, we always thought that this was the worst, most troublesome most stress-inducing experience of our lives. And maybe it was, but maybe we also didn't have perspective. And the point is that when we look back and we realize that things weren't as bad as they, we thought they were, or perhaps life goes on, we got through it somehow. You know, as Winston Churchill once said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Don't stay there. Keep evolving. Keep growing. And so I bring all this to say a few points. One is, Whatever you're dealing with in your life right now, whatever stressors or challenges or worries about your current life or about your future, maybe it's time to bring a different perspective to it. Maybe you need to build a muscle of taking a better perspective, a more empowering perspective. There's never a right or wrong perspective, but there absolutely is empowering perspectives you can have. Maybe more optimism, maybe more hope, maybe more confidence or, or determination to get beyond this. Because when you look back at the challenges of your life, isn't it true that from the vantage point that you now have, that maybe it wasn't so bad after all, or at least maybe now you realize that that was just a phase, that there was a light at the tunnel, that there's always gonna be bigger and bigger, badder challenges that you're gonna have. And whatever challenges you're experiencing right now, yes, they may be more sophisticated, they may be more complex, they may be more consequential, than that pimple between your eyes or the toys or the exams that you used to stress about. Maybe they are more complex, but you're also more sophisticated. You have more resources within you. 
And maybe the, the relative perspective that you're putting this problem that you're experiencing right now, this challenge that you're experiencing now, maybe you're putting it in the same perspective as you did as a toddler who's lost his toy or the teen who's got that zit in their head or the student who's freaking out about the exams. And if that's the case, doesn't the logic also say that 10 years from now, you may look back at your situation right now and say, why did I spend so much energy worrying about it? Why was I allowing myself to get so stressed up, so worked up, so over anxious about this thing, so all consumed about this thing, when 10 years from now, I'll be in a totally different place. It doesn't mean a bigger problem is coming for you down the future. But it does mean that we tend to look back at the old problems and realize that they were just a phase. That we got through it and we're always able to keep moving forward. Whatever stressors you're experiencing, worries you have, things that are confusing you or concerning you right now, things that are overwhelming you, just know, not hope, not wish, just know that someday soon you'll look back on this day and you'll say, it wasn't so bad. I didn't need to get so worked up about it. And maybe even you'll look back and you'll say, you know what? Here's what good came of this. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that last year was a challenging year for myself. I lost both my parents and spent a lot of time with my mom at the hospital. And that was a real big challenge. That was very stressful at times. But you know, also with the perspective, we look back and you say, wow, you know, there was a lot of good that came out of that. I became had a lot of extra time with my family than I, that I wouldn't have had. Got a lot of time to spend with my sister, my brother-in-law, my aunts and uncles. And it created a different kind of bond in our family in many ways, even though we also lost a very important family member. You know, I used to have a friend of mine, a colleague of mine. She moved about two hours outside of London after living in London for a while. Moved two hours outside because she didn't like the hustle and bustle of living in, 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 the UK, in the heart of London in the UK. And yet every time she got called into a meeting to go back into London, she was always stressed out that one, it felt like a waste of time, this two hour drive. She hated the drive. She hated the commute. And every time she was going back home, she actually had a high level of stress because she was so ticked off about having to make this drive and she would drive very fast. And driving very, very fast also caused her to be a bit anxious. She actually got stopped for a couple of speeding tickets. And she would get home and she'd be fatigued because she had worked herself up through this whole drive. This kind of two hours of annoyance. And I, we we're having this conversation. She was telling this and I thought, wow, that's interesting. You know, if I had two hours, and this is a genuine comment I said back to her, if I had two hours in a car, I'd love that. Like that would be my time to listen to audiobooks or or some of the you know, audio programs that I've purchased. Some of listening to some of my mentors or download some information that I can live, maybe some podcasts that I can listen to. I, I'd turn my car into a driving classroom. I would love that two hours of just some alone time to time to think and reflect. And she kind of looked at me and she said, I've never thought about it that way. And three months later, I, I caught up with her and she said, Chris, you've totally transformed, totally transformed my drives in and, in and out to London. I actually look forward to that time now, she said. And as she gets home, she feels rested and restored and rejuvenated, and not no stress whatsoever, because she changed her perspective. Or another example I often use with clients, whether it's my, my personal clients or working with a, in a workshop group, you know, people who are looking to optimize their day, maybe be more productive, more effective, 
uh, more focused on their priorities, etc. And I say, imagine this for a second. Imagine that you were suddenly removed from your job for whatever reason, doesn't really matter, but you were suddenly removed from your job and a brand new person to your company was dropped in place. Dropped in place, they had to deal with the exact same projects, the exact same uh, place that they were. They get the exact number of emails that you get from the exact number of people. They have the exact same boss for all the good, bad, and ugly of that boss. Everything's exactly the same, but it's a brand new person. Would they approach their workday the exact same way that you do? Would they manage their meetings exactly the way that you do? Would they manage their email flow and their email volume the exact way that you do? And everyone says, of course, no, no, they wouldn't. So maybe the way that you think is you're doing it to be the, the, is the best way to do it. Maybe there's a different perspective to bring. Maybe someone come, would come in and immediately, immediately be 20% more effective than you, not because they're smarter or more skilled, just because they do things differently, they see things differently, and they make different decisions than you. So as you go forward in 2020, I encourage you and I challenge you to keep things in perspective. If you're going through a tough time, or if you're going to have some stresses you got to deal with, there's three ways that you can change your perspective on things. Three little tools, three little ways to approach it, three different ways to get yourself to see it from a different vantage point. And when you can see something from a different vantage point, your brain starts to get resourceful. You maybe see different ways to approach it or ways to resolve it or at least ways to cope with whatever you're going through. The first one is often what I refer to as the rule of three. However you're dealing with whatever challenge you're dealing with right now, is it going to matter how you want to, how do you want to feel or how are you going to feel three days from now? What about three months from now? And what about three years from now? To what extent, extent is your stress going to be relevant? Well, it's got you worked up right now. Is it going to be relevant three days from now? three months from now or three years from now? Your first answer might be, yes, it is. But when you get to three years from now, you're like, ah, probably not. So if it's probably not going to matter that much that long, uh, in, a, in the future, how does it change how you deal with it now? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to just let be? Where do you really need to be putting your energy, your attention, and your efforts in the days ahead rather than ruminating on this thing that you've been ruminating on? The second kind of approach or perspective to bring to this is just by asking yourself the question, you know, a high quality question. For example, what's good about this? Whenever you're seeing something that is really you're seeing just nothing but a problem, nothing but a challenge, challenge yourself to look at what's the good in this? Meaning, what is the benefit? How is this serving me? What might be a positive lining that comes out of this? which reminds me of my conversation in a previous podcast episode with Dr. Laura Santos from, the university, uh, from Yale University and the, uh, the science of happiness. And she tells a great story of, of the, um, the emotional response of someone who wins a gold medal versus a silver medal versus the bronze medal in the Olympics. You know, the gold medalist obviously is perhaps the most elated and proud and excited about what they do. Um, and the research consistently shows that the silver medalist is often less happy than the bronze medalist. And the, you know, the simple answer is because the silver thinks, wow, they're so close to, to being the best. And they kind of failed at being the best. They compare themselves to the gold medalist. Whereas the bronze medalist doesn't compare themselves to the gold and the silver. They compare themselves to everyone who is behind them. They're saying, wow, at least I didn't get fourth or fifth or sixth or tenth. 
I got third, yay. And so as Dr. Laura said, is it's not looking for the silver lining, maybe it's looking for the bronze lining. So what is the bronze lining? What are you comparing yourself to get, comparing your issue against, comparing your life against? You know, there are literally millions of people on this planet today who would beg for the problems that you have in your life. A millions of people who would beg for the problems that you have in your life. That is perspective, keeping it all in perspective. The third tool or perspective to bring to this is fast forwarding and imagining yourself 20 years from now. The 20 years from now version of you. If they could turn around and give you advice today, what advice would they give you? What would they tell you you should do about this challenge or problem or situation that is stressing you out? How should you react to it, given what they know 20 years from now? Given what they know what life is all about, or given what they know how life is going to turn out, or given just having perspective of being 20 years separated from this challenge? What do you need to, what would they say you need to remember now? What do you need to do about this? What do you need to notice? Or what do you need to appreciate about the situation you're going through right now? What perspective would that person bring to your situation now? And maybe it's time to listen to that. Maybe it's time to bring a bit more perspective to whatever you're dealing with now, but also bringing more perspective into your year ahead. And as you embark on making this one of your best years ever, make sure you're keeping things in perspective. Staying on the side of empowering yourself as you go through this year, knowing that if it's not okay, then it's not the end. That in the end, everything is okay. And that is something worth thinking about. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We always want you to get the most of the time you've invested here. So this show is only valuable if you apply what you learn. And most learning, as I mentioned, is generated from reflection. So we'd love to hear from you and your reflections on what you learned or found interesting. Please join our community and go to theignitionshow.com connect. That's theignitionshow.com connect. And let us know what struck you. And what was it that you heard today that you really needed to hear today? You can leave us an audio message or join our Facebook group and participate in the conversation there, where we'd love to hear your comments and follow-up questions. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our show, rate the show, or leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find us and helps us get better. We read every single review and comment that comes through iTunes, Facebook, and our website and respond to as many people as we can. And lastly, remember, whatever you dream of, whatever you hope for, and secretly wish you had, closer than you think you are, you're meant to have it, and you absolutely deserve it. Until next time, I'm Chris Jansen, and this is The Ignition Show.